Welcome everyone to today's daily directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. Good morning. It is Tuesday if you're joining us as these drop live, and we are looking at James chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. It says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Okay, so today my experience in study with Jesus took me first into the land of definitions and then into the land of parables and stories. So I'm going to take you on the same journey, if that's all right with you. The first definition that I looked into and looked up was what it means to be patient, what James is talking about when he looks at the word steadfast. And it means to be of a long spirit, to not lose heart, to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortunes and troubles. It means to be patient in bearing the offenses and the injuries of others, to be mild and slow in avenging, to be long-suffering slow to anger, and slow to punish. And every time that I read that definition, it reminds me of the very, very definition of who our God says that he is. When he's first telling Moses who he is, that he is Yahweh, God tells him, I am slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So to be patient is to reflect something important of God, to be long-spirited, to forbear with others, to patiently endure. Now, the word for standing firm means to become established, to make stable and to place firmly. It is to strengthen and to render constant and to confirm or to be sure to make up one's mind. So there's also a sense in this section and in this verse about being certain about deciding resolutely to do something. And I want to remind us that that's not just a force of will, but this is something that the Spirit aids in. The Spirit gives us an establishment of learning how to stand firm and to be stable. Now, the reason for our patient watching, our reason for our steadfastness and our firmness and our ability to decide resolutely to follow God, to wait and to watch with him, the reason for that that James gives us is that the Lord is coming near. He asks us not to groan against one another, not to grumble, not to judge to actually refrain from sighing, which means to stop complaining or murmuring against one another. And this just feels like an act of impatience to me. It really is a continuation of be patient, watch like the farmer, 
Don't grumble and murmur against one another instead, but actually be steadfast because we will not just be judged, but actually the word here is condemned. It's this, you deserve the punishment of death. And James is reminding us that the judge is near at hand. He's right here. He's standing at the door. So it's right here in thinking about standing at the door (laughs) that I want to transition into a time of more stories and a little bit more metaphor. So when I think about the idea of the judge standing at the door and just those words, standing at the door, Jesus' words come to mind, actually, when he is teaching the disciples and he's warning them about dark days to come, the end times, the destruction of the temple, he gives a a synopsis at the end of one of his lessons in Matthew 24. And he says this, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, he's talking about the events that will be the precursors to the destruction of the temple and the coming of the end times. He says, then you know that the end is near right at the door. In Revelation chapter 3, and this is specifically chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus is in heaven and he's speaking to the church in Laodicea. And he says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. What strikes me is that there is an immediacy in the imagery of standing at the door. It's a sense of being here or just barely almost not quite here. And it makes me think about my kids as preschoolers, as they would wait for grandma and grandpa to arrive or for dad to come home from work. They used to sit or stand backwards on a couch that we had positioned right in front of our big front window. And they would, they would stand there facing backwards, their hands on the back of the couch and their little feet on the cushions. And they would just stare and stare and stare out that window. They would bounce back and forth and they would look and they would watch all the way until the car drove up, getting more and more excited. Now, if someone was later than we'd expected or took longer than they wanted, that watching continued. It was really hard to get them off that couch. And there was often a little bit of impatience that was baked in there. They might ask, is he coming soon? Will they be here? When will they be here? Um, But they stayed. They stayed put and they continued to keep watch. I think that the word that comes to mind to me about their particular posturing and their choice of watching is anticipation. It's a healthy anticipation of important things that are very soon at hand. These kids would watch the car finally pull up and park and they would get more and more excited and they'd tell everyone like a blow by blow here they're here they've come to they they've parked the car they're opening it up they're getting out they're getting their things they're walking up the walkway they're almost here they're almost here the anticipation of their arrival always mounted and mounted until the very moment that the kids heard that knock on the door Now, now we know they're really here. But what's interesting to me, even in this memory, is that the resolution of that moment and of the watching and of the waiting didn't actually break until the door was opened and the visitors or dad actually crossed the threshold and into the house. 
It was then and only then that they were truly present, truly here, and that the waiting was over. So in James's message, what he's saying is we can be patient because the judge will be here soon. He's not quite here. He's not right here with us in our midst, but he's standing at the door. So friends, the questions we must ask ourselves are, are you ready for the knock? Are you living like the guest of honor is about to arrive? Are you watching? Are you waiting in anticipation? And do you recognize the shift that is about to occur? I'm currently teaching a worship class at a local Christian school. And last week we talked about five different directions that we can imagine worship taking. There's a direction that goes inward and it's one that affects our hearts and our minds and our souls in a very personal manner. And there's one that goes upward where we throw our worship up towards the Lord. We turn our affections and our faces to God. There's also a side to side or a together aspect of worship when we do it in community. And that means that our worship affects each other. Your worship affects me and my worship affects you. And then there's an outward bent to worship where our worshiping becomes a model. It testifies to the those who are outside of the church or outside of the worship experience of who we are and how we're interacting with God and what worship looks like. And then lastly, there is a forward movement to worship, or there should be. And this is one that we often either forget or we just don't emphasize. Um, But worship helps us remember the very future hope that we have, the fact that Jesus is still to come and that the judge does stand at the door. It's exactly this, that Heaven is our final resting place and that eternity is planted in our hearts and we are still in the midst of the waiting. Now, this seems important, the the talk of the directions of worship because of James's reminder and his warning. He uses a farmer waiting as a metaphor for us. He says, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. You too be patient and stand Now, there's always a lot of work to do around a farm, but some of that work is after planting. Some of that work is passive. It is in the waiting. Jesus told a parable about growing seed too. He said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And I'm often struck by these natural processes and metaphors because of their stark contrast to the kind of work that we tend to do in the modern world. In achievement, I don't plant and then wait for the earth to water and nurture what I've planted, for the sun and the moon to do their parts of the growing and the maturation process. I don't persevere in patience like that, but rather perseverance is placed into a place of pressure and constant effort. And then I wonder what my experience of perseverance in this way does to my comprehension of James's words. It seems that I feel a pressure towards strong-arming myself into a place of determined steadiness, when actually I think the invitation of this passage or the invitation unto our souls 
is much more like those preschoolers I described. It's much more like the farmer and the invitation to do the work of planting, but then to let go and to watch and to wait. So today, may you watch with anticipation and with patience. May you recognize the signs that point to Jesus' continued stance. He is just outside the door. And may you claim your steadiness from the words of Psalm 16, verse 8. It says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And because of that stance, knowing that God is poised and ready to help you at every turn, may you refrain from grumbling against those around you. May you realize a new and a deeper way to keep peace because your worship and your eyes are directed forward, out ahead, maybe even way ahead toward the anticipated arrival of our Lord, King, Judge, Savior, and Friend. Friends, may you find yourself steadfast as you watch and wait today. <music>